From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with my good friend, Matt Doan, and yes. pretty excited. We have like a new setup here for our podcast, right? A whole new soundboard and microphones. We do. We've got a new little soundboard dealio, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's got some like bells and whistles, you guys. So, you know, when Matt says something really, really bad or really good, we're going <laughs> to. No, we won't really do that stuff, I swear. <laughs> Sorry for all of you that have headphones on right now and just went, ow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are. Uh, loving this new series that we've been in on yes. Sunday mornings and on the pod. Yes. Uh, Bemidbar numbers. Book of numbers. Yes. I like saying it in, in Hebrew. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Isn't it interesting that the like the name in the Hebrew Bible, like so in Hebrew, the name is Bemidbar, which means in mm-hmm. the desert or mm-hmm. in the wilderness. But mm-hmm. then it's we call it book of numbers. Right. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting, like at some point yes. it shifted. And I think it was because it's called numbers in like the um, Septuagint mm-hmm. and in what is it like? Uh, but like, the, like the, oh, the Latin. Right. So there's like the Greek for everyone else. That's the Greek Bible or mm-hmm. like the Latin Bible. And mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus was reading that Greek Old mm-hmm. Testament. So you're talking. This had already been translated by. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Really old. And huh. already then they'd call it the Book of Numbers. It's not like. Don't get like thinking it's like, oh, something they did today. Why did right. they change that into the American Bible? You do you, know, it's do not you have like a button that. for that? <laughs> yeah, you want me to? Yeah, the Bible. So if you, it's an American Bible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> warning, warning, warning. <laughs> Dang it, I said I wouldn't do that anymore. Okay. I, I already love this I new might. setup. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh no, what have we done? I know. And I we've, know. we've like we've gotten the tools of a 1980s radio DJ. Yes. And, and we're just like pumped to We use are. Them. I was giddy to start this. <laughs> <laughs> That's like only two. There's like ten different sound effects, aren't oh, yeah. there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, back to numbers. Okay. But yeah, so anyway, I just think that's kind of an interesting thing yeah. that that's um what it's called. But like really I do think that the original is mm-hmm. is like equally helpful. It's like you almost need to have it be numbers in the wilderness yeah <laughs> right because there are lists and stuff but yeah. it's also like really it's just also more about these stories that take place yeah. in the desert isn't it funny that you were talking about on sunday about the idea of all these people get like getting up moving their tents and traveling when god said to right yeah and yeah. all these numbers like probably maybe what 500 to a million people 500,000 to a million people yeah. potentially yeah exactly getting up and moving their campsites how crazy cr- would that be? And think so about crazy. the numbers of that. Like, how long would it take? The dust that would be kicked up. Oh, yeah. All the commotion. Animals. So many. So many animals. So many people. So much stuff. Like, all the yeah. junk that you take camping, right? right? Like, think about like, how much stuff that is. <laughs> I got to tell you about that. Oh, yeah. So, we go camping for a week every summer, our Marie and our kids, and we join an extended family. There's probably about 80 or so of Marie's uh, relatives that... Almost Join as many us. as Israel. Right. I know. We're a little mini Israel. <laughs> and the last few years, I'm not proud to say this, but I'm going to just confess. Uh-huh. Um, we've rented a U-Haul trailer. That's how much stuff you take? Yes. Whoa. So not like the big U-Haul that you move with, but like a little um, 
Um, oh yeah, like it's like eight, eight by ten oh, trailer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's like a flatbed trailer <laughs> that we take with us oh, and just bed. load it with junk. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. Because you're talking like easy ups, tables, yes, chairs, all that. all that stuff, like yep. stoves. Yep. Like water ski stuff. It's too. nuts. It's, it's just nuts. Like, yeah, you guys do. It. You guys go hard. That's so. amazing. <laughs> so the people of Israel had to have more than just an eight by ten, maybe. Right. But then it feels like pretty heavy to be carrying all that stuff. It's interesting that they had flocks, mm-hmm. but then they talk about not ever having meat. Yeah. So they had like animals, but I just don't think they had enough. Because even Moses, huh. at some point, even in this passage, he's like, even if I killed all of our herds, we wouldn't have enough to feed all these people. Feed everybody, yeah. You know, and so I think they like knew, okay, well, we need these goats for the milk and yep. we need these, you know, whatever, chickens, yes. chickens for eggs or, you right. know, stuff like that. Okay, um, question on that. Okay. And boy, I should just go back and read my Bible. <laughs> but um, <laughs> did they carry a bunch of stuff with them through the parting of the Red Sea? Yeah, dude. They, I mean, they, they just grab stuff, right? They had to grab. I mean, they were trying to, you know, like the whole deal with Passover was like, yeah, go light, right? Yes. Like, don't yes. take too much stuff, right? But I don't know, like, when they sort of figured out the whole tent situation, right. you know, and just like or, Are you making those out in the wilderness. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember if it says that somewhere, and we just don't remember our Bibles. But I don't think it does. Yeah. And so somewhere along the lines, they kind of figured it out. And we have to remember at this point that we're talking about, mm-hmm. we're like a year in, mm-hmm. right? So, right. so they've been kind of out there figuring it out. Yeah. They've been making tents out of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Finding random cows and making leather. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, just all the things. So this book, and I've even talked to some people here at church that have been mm-hmm. like, wow, there's things I'm already learning and uncovering in the book of Numbers I just never thought about. And I feel like that's happening to me totally, the last first totally. four weeks, too. I know, and I, I feel like I've been challenged by this book in how much it's like feels very sort of spirit driven, like yeah. almost like charismatic kind of stuff mm-hmm. where I'm kind of like. Whoa, I wasn't expecting to be challenged in this stuff in a number series. Yeah. I guess, you know, you maybe think it's going to be in some first Corinthians about right. the spiritual gifts. Yeah, you the know, early or, church. Yeah, yeah, the early church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. These miracles or whatever. But then you're like, oh, yeah, they're led by God by a pillar of fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God provided their food every day. Right. All these miracles. Like, oh, yeah, this this week we're going to talk about um, God took some of the spirit he'd put on Moses and put it into these 70 other people. Crazy. And then you're just like, wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, so it's like, okay, wild. Like I wasn't, I, I don't know why I just wasn't, you think numbers, you think, ah, boring, boring, mm-hmm. boring, boring, boring. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, you think narrative, you think it's just a story. Right. Um, and yet you see God's character being revealed throughout it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that brings us to today's topic. It does. So we talked this last Sunday, some about being, about this whole thing of being led by God. Right. So the way that the people were led by God and how they could hear from God right. and discern how God was leading them. So we kind of tried to break this down in some ways because in this story, it's for them, it's like, you know, the most obvious thing in the world. Like it's very visible. It's very visual and visible for yes. them. Right. So cloud, this cloud over the tabernacle. Right. Just look outside your tent. Mm-hmm. Up, oh, still there. We're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I think there must have been like a scout that would be looking at it and would so- like sound something huh. that would say like, oh, it's moving. You know, well, like, what do you uh, blow the trumpets? What do you think the sound might have sounded like from the scout? I don't know. I was kind of like thinking maybe it's something like this. 
that's just never gonna get old sorry listener you might just want to get used to this this is gonna happen every podcast now uh, uh, does make me happy but yeah right like somebody's like sounding this trumpet though or something yeah like oh time to go cloud just moved <clears throat> yeah and i wonder how fast it would move like mm. it because if they got to pack up their whole tent was god just kind of like like moving it or like kind of like wiggling it right like it's just kind of like shaking the tent or shaking the cloud around <laughs> the clouds kind of like giving them a warning shake before they get going maybe the maybe <laughs> maybe the wind was picking up and so that was kind of an indication like ooh, the cloud could be moving oh that's God interesting using the wind to push it something i've been trying to do really during the pandemic is just go outside and just kind of observe nature a little bit more which is hard here in orange county right because we're just concrete jungle for the most part here in Santa Ana, but <laughs> yeah. like listening to birds, just kind of like, oh, I wonder where that bird is. And just kind of trying to find them on the tree. But then look at the clouds too. Just like looking up. Remember when you were a little kid and you would just like go on your back and just look up at the clouds totally and be like, that that's, yeah. looks like a guy boxing or, right, or it looks sword like a fighting or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a whale. <laughs> I know. I used to love doing that. And yeah. I like doing it when my kids are little too. We'd, we'd kind of like do, uh-huh. that, do that every now it's and then. It's kind of lost art though as you get to adulthood. Huh? That's true. It's true. Oh, gosh. Okay, that's step number one today of this podcast. We learned anything. Go outside. <laughs> yeah, go outside and look at the clouds. <laughs> um, and it's interesting, too, when you say that about the wind, because, like, wind is spirit. And so the spirit, like in, in Hebrew, ruach is uh, spirit and wait, is, wait, wait, is wait. also wind. Excuse you. What, what did you say? <laughs> I know. I like the. I like doing the, like, properly. You're getting ready for Israel. You're leaving for I, Israel. I know. A week from today, I leave for Israel. A week from today, you'll be in the Holy Land. Well, a week from today, I'll be, you'll you know, be processed. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be getting <laughs> the Holy Land. How but long does it take? It takes a good, like, we don't get there till, so, like, I always forget the, because um, with the time change. Yeah. Right? So, like, we will leave LAX at 6 p.m. on Monday. Okay. And then that's when our flight departs. Uh-huh. And we won't get there till 9 p.m. Tuesday. So you like, but there's like a nine hour time change yeah. and like a three hour lay- layover. Right. So it's like 12 hours of flying yeah. or something like that. It's a good amount. 12, 14 hours of flying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is also wearing a mask for that entire time, which is just a little Ooh. intense. Like, even if you're fine with masks, like wearing it for 12 hour flight is yeah. brutal. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna, I'll be wearing my mask, practicing my ruach <laughs> pronunciations, <laughs> and then people are like, "Can you not clear your throat in front of me, please?" <laughs> What's it like? Your first steps into Israel. Oh, so good. You know, you've been to, but like, I love when you even even the airport just feels right. Yeah. You get in there and you're just like, I'm here. You start seeing all the stuff in Hebrew on the walls. Oh. Everywhere is covered in those Hebrew letterings that uh-huh. you're used to like barely ever seeing or uh-huh. like seeing in like seminary homework. Yeah. And, then, and yeah, but once you step out into the land, we, we go the first day we head south because, mm-hmm. you know, not, like I said, we get there at 9 p.m. So it's just like it's dark. You head straight to a hotel. Yeah. And then you go to sleep. And so then you wake up and you're not feeling when you travel somewhere new, but it's at night yes. that you arrive. And then yeah. that morning when you're like, oh, and then you look out and you see these like rolling hills kind of little grassier than you expect right like it's a little greener uh-huh. even this time of year probably like it's starting to sprout up a uh-huh. bit and uh it's pretty awesome it's beautiful beautiful so yep can't wait take a lot of photos oh yeah send them back to us there you go uh what's funny is after going like eight times i take a few photos but i hope <laughs> that they're good yeah <laughs> yeah you're more selective in, mm-hmm. in what you're taking yeah i know i actually always encourage people like don't look at israel through the lens of your camera like yeah you know like look at it with your eyes and your heart thank you though i have you ever been at disneyland and like yes. you've seen like those people no judgment if you're one of those <laughs> but like are on a ride and they're just like filming yeah. with their phone the entire ride you're like you're not even seeing this are you gonna really watch this like 12 that's years what, from now that's what i wonder 
the people that film always, <laughs> right? Because there's people that walk around like lots of different places like that, just yeah. filming every single second. Do you yes. watch all of that? I've talked to a couple of people that are like, I do. I watch <laughs> all of it. And you're like, wow. Anyway, it's so funny. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, I was saying Ruach because Hebrew in, in um, spirit. that spirit, but it also is wind. And mm -hmm. it's like super interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Even the text we'll be looking at this Sunday, it talks about um, this, like I said, the spirit being given to these other 70 elders. Mm -hmm. But then it's like the very next verse says, then the Ruach, the same word, blows all these quail. Remember when we talked about yeah. blows all the quail that like the people all have to like gorge on the quail. Right. So it's the same word that sends the quail that also is given to these interesting, people. Interesting, yeah. It's so interesting it when is. a word like that, I know in English we've got words that have these dual meanings or yeah. triple meanings or something like that, but, yeah. uh, and we sort of intuitively know what someone's meaning when Context. they say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but anyway, that's just kind of interesting. But, yeah. but this week's, yeah. So being led by God, listening to God, yeah. how do we do that? And that's what we want to kind of hone in today. Right. Yes, like so the people the people of Israel have this like super visible way, like we talked about with the cloud and the pillar of fire. Mm -hmm. So they just go where it goes. Yeah. Now, so we don't have exactly that, but we have some yeah. things that they didn't have. Right. You, I really like that point that you made on that because um, there's a little bit of judgment I think I have when I look at the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. Like, why weren't they more obedient? They had. Right. God, like speaking to them, like clearly, like I'm speaking to you right now, like yes. wake up. Yes. But then you made this like analogy of what if, you know, hundred years from now, if God hasn't come back yet and say the scriptures are confiscated or wiped clean from the internet, or we don't have access to the Bible. And you wonder if that generation would look back on us right now and be like, why weren't they more obedient? They had God's word on like seven different translations on their phones. <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. I, I really understood and appreciated that analogy because yeah. it's in nature, right? Just the depravity of us. We forget, we doubt, we struggle. That's yeah. the human experience since the fall, whether yeah. you have a pillar <laughs> of a cloud or a pillar of fire or God's word. Yeah. Yeah, that thing, like, it was funny because that just sort of struck me. That analogy just sort of came to me, and it was like, God, I think it's a little yeah. God speaking to me because I was like, I was like blown away by the thought. Like, I was yeah. thinking it like, oh my goodness, yes, this is like, this, this, I, equivalent, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm taking this for granted, yeah. you know, even what I have with the scriptures. And, but it's so, it's like so easy to judge them. And I sort of feel like justified in judging them because sure. at some level, because you're like, Really, you watched people get sucked into like chasms in the earth and you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. like these plagues have come. And so bad stuff to you. And you walked through a parted Red Sea. And yes. You got all the all the other stuff. But anyway, the that's a thing. But we we are led by God through mm -hmm. the scripture, I think, for us today mm -hmm. that we have. And we have that whole breadth of God's word. Yeah. Old and New Testament that these people didn't have. Right. Right. What, what so, a gift. Yeah. Beautiful gift. Like. Man, this gift that we have to know about Jesus and all that mm -hmm. he's done, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, but we talked about then how can we be led by God? Right? Mm -hmm. How can we be hearing from God? Um, it was also helpful, I think, in the midst of that, maybe, hopefully for people of hearing even from Matt Hempel and I, of just kind of sharing that story yeah. of some of the origins of New Life Church and s sort of this un- Asked well, I guess no. I did ask God. To, we were in a group praying, asking God to uh, to give us the sense of who would be people that could be church planners mm -hmm. out of our church community, mm -hmm. and it was just unshakable. Like I could not shake His name, and it was not something I was trying to think of mm -hmm. of His name. It was yeah. 
uh, I was on my heart and mind in a way that I, I couldn't shake. And then it did turn out this whole long story where he then is a pastor one day. So cool. And it's so cool. And that feels very much like this sense of we went into prayers, a group of people, yeah. and then we asked the Lord to, to speak to us in some way. Mm-hmm. And his, his name came into my head and that, but then I don't know, even for you just talk about how there were some additional things for him that helped, you know, him yeah. to feel like he was hearing from God. Yeah. So we hear, we hear God through his word, uh, through prayer, we'll get into in a minute mm-hmm. through other believers. That's kind of even what Matt experienced with you. And then he mentioned on Sunday that he and his wife, Aaron were both reading in Jeremiah fairly randomly and felt like that was a confirmation that, that God had drawn them both to that scripture independently. And then they had shared that together. Yeah. Um, and then Matt also described that he was at a serve day somewhere and someone had said like, I think you should be a pastor. Yeah. Um, and I actually, not to mean this about me in any way, but he grew up in, he grew up here at Calvary and he was in um, the high school group when I was the high school pastor. And then we did a college young adult trip and he was in college at that point. I was leading young adults and we were up in June mountain and he was leading worship with a guitar. Mm. And after he got done, we were just kind of all milling about the cabin, getting ready to go out into the mountain for the day. And I said, Matt, you should be a pastor. Uh. And that was, he was probably about 19 at the time. Wow. And, um, Again, kind of like even little, like a minor of what you felt, but no, like totally. just kind of threw it out yeah. there. I just saw his leadership gifts and his tender heart towards God as he was leading other people, his peers. Yeah. And um, so along the way, he just had these little kind of, I guess you would say nudges. Yes. Uh, through people speaking to him about what God was calling him to do. Mm. Yeah, that's so cool. And so, so at some level, I think what we're saying is it's a little bit like that. And probably it's not always going to be exactly the same. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's not a formula. Yeah, not a formula. God will do what God wants mm-hmm. at some level. Yeah. God's going to kind of in in his like generous, kind, loving way mess with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Disrupt us, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know like even feeling some of that way just and, and this is not all about calling to some sort of ministry sure. thing or whatever, but in that in that experience for me, I felt sort of messed with by God yeah. at some level, you know, of some, I had some, uh, it was like at a black gospel church in Chicago the summer after I graduated high school. And mm. I had not, I was not thinking ministry at all. Mm-hmm. And then, and this, like this guy that was pretty sort of wild, you know, like not way, way, probably way more Pentecostal than I would ever be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But he was like, praying over me and you're going to be a pastor one day and that kind of stuff. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and that like just sat there. I don't really talk about that experience uh, that often, but yeah, I've that, never heard that. That just sort of like sat in my mind, but I, I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Maybe I have no idea why or what that meant. And yes, almost and maybe in some ways, like what yours was with Matt Hempel of just, mm-hmm. you should be a pastor one day. And right. That's sort of lingering in there, but kind of in the background for yeah. a while. But then when somebody else comes to you, maybe you're more open. Right. So God's kind of like, kind of chipping away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of how he speaks, right? Mm-hmm. Through through his word, through people. And then we talked about through even listening prayer. Yes. So let's get into that whole thing of listening prayer, because this is this has been a relative, this kind of listening prayer that we're going to talk about has been a relatively new practice. For me. For Yeah, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us um, here at Calvary. Now, I remember my first experience, though, with listening prayer was actually at Talbot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Talbot is the school of theology seminary at, at Biola mm-hmm. for those that don't know, but, um, it, I remember taking this class with 
Robert Sosi and John Coe hmm. called Theology of Human Nature. Yeah. And within that class. Two legends, by the way. Yeah, who are both like super legends. Um, Bob Sosi is now with In the, the Lord. academic world, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, probably a, a niche academic right. world, right, that we care about. <laughs> Just our, our little world, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but in that class, John Coe had us have three assignments. Three times we had to go pray for an hour in silence. So we had to be in total mm. silence and listening for an hour straight. But it wow. was like, but he said he wanted us to do it in this way where we asked God a question. Mm-hmm. And then listened for the answer hmm. for the whole hour. Yeah. So, and I remember, I mean, first of all, I was like 22 or something. Yeah. And I don't know, at least compared to how I am now, maybe my, my attention span was, was well, worse. This is even pre-smartphones, right? <laughs> well, pre-smartphones. So maybe it was better actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. At some level, it was probably worse than it should be now, but it, it was a... Uh... <laughs> Better, for sure. better now because of smartphones. Yeah. But, but yeah. So anyway, that was some of my first experience and I remember it being meaningful, but not, um, like audible or sure. not super clear of exactly what God was saying. Like but, were you disappointed in that or was it more of just confused or just like, Oh, not yet. Yeah. I had a hard time then for some reason, I really had a hard time sort of having a a freedom of being able to distinguish between my voice and God's voice. Sure, that's so common. That's mind. all of us, right? Mm-hmm. We struggle. Yeah. And so I think that's why part of this is, as we've used that word practice mm-hmm. and experimenting, it's it's like we're willing to put in the work. Like yeah. I think you're going to get better at it the more you do it. I know that yeah. sounds, sort of sounds wrong as I say it at some mm-hmm. level, that you're going to get better at it the more you do it. But what do you mean? I What do I mean? Why does it sound wrong? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's not like, you're, you're also not going, I don't want it to be like a form of manipulation, even experience isn't a form of like winning at this. This mm-hmm. is not a thing to win or lose. Yeah. It's like a, a thing to be, to be, I guess, faithful and trust and, and open. Yeah. So in other words, what you're saying is that, yeah, <laughs> for those that are competitive <laughs> yeah. or even just struggle with some form of legalism, prayer is not something to like achieve gold status. On, yes, right? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just to enjoy God. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yet the reps of listening mm-hmm. can grow you in becoming a better listener. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that as I've done that more, mm-hmm. I've become more, maybe more comfortable. And I think as I've matured as a, as a man and a mm-hmm. man of God, I've also, as I talk, as I've, I've been trying to repeatedly talk about on Sunday, I've learned to hear what God's voice sounds like. I've sounds learned the, like, the sound yeah. of God's voice. Wow. Uh, a little bit more yeah. sense of when, oh no, I can tell that's just me or I can tell that's like my inner ambition or that's my mm-hmm. inner drive or my inner, even my inner insecurities yeah. versus the voice of God or, yeah. or, or some sort of lie from the enemy. Um, yeah. That I want to, can I touch on that ambition thing for a moment? Yeah, because, yeah. so I don't want this to sound like gospel cause I'm still kind of figuring it out as I'm talking it out, but it does feel like the voice of God isn't necessarily one that says do more, do better. Right. Um, an example I have is I've told this a few times, I think in the context of our church, I don't know if anyone would remember this, but, um, like five or six years after being here on staff at Calvary, I was just really sense sensing like, Lord, am I doing this? Well, am mm. I pastoring how you've called me to pastor? Um, and just obviously there behind that was some doubts. Right. Yeah. So I go up to Irvine park and it's such a great place to go. You pay your three bucks on a weekday, <laughs> park yep. my car. And I just do a lap around Irvine park. And I was kind of towards the back of the park, kind of head looking at the Hills. 
And I was just asking God a question, maybe how you did with Co's mm-hmm. class. And mm-hmm. I was just like, God, are you pleased with how I'm leading the youth ministry at Calvary Church? Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you pleased? And I heard, I felt like God said back to me, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling kind of frustrated with that, what I'd heard. Cause like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, are you pleased with how I'm leading? Like, can I lead differently than I'm leading right now? Is there some new idea that you want to give me? And again, I felt like it was kind of like a Peter Jesus moment. Like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. And that's just the response I just kept hearing as I'm on this walk. And for me, it was kind of like, okay, as I'm practicing this, I think maybe my question I was hoping God would answer is, um, give me, yeah, make me better at this. Right, right. And I think instead, instead God was speaking to my identity and saying, you, you can't do this better in a sense. I mean, yeah, we can all grow in leadership, yeah. but that wasn't what he was interested in. He was interested in my heart and yeah. relationship with him. And do you follow that at all? A hundred percent do. I feel like that's uh, what God's voice sounds like, uh, right? Like that's one yeah. of those, I think, yeah, God wouldn't be like, I don't think God would be saying to you, yeah, you know, you really could, uh, <laughs> you really could work a little harder on those uh, right. budget reports, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually true, <laughs> which is probably yeah, totally true. But like, no, but that kind of thing, like yeah. that's not, that's not what his voice is going to say. Or, or I wish you, I would be pleased with you if you had 200 more high schoolers. Yeah. At it's your not tied. His voice isn't tied to ambition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But our, and depending on who you are and how you're wired, mm-hmm. our hearts are tied to ambition mm-hmm. or our desires can be tied to ambition or our insecurities are affected by our sure. feeling of lack of achieving our ambition or something yep. like that. Right. Yeah. It's, man, it's tough, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but mm. that's beautiful. I think that God spoke to you in that way and right. with those words, because to me, that's hopefully I'm sure you still have struggled with ambition since then, oh, Not, yeah. you know, of course, but yes, at some level, you know, you are loved mm-hmm. by God in the midst of that moment. And that's, should kind of shore you up for whatever happens in, in, mm. in your achievements or lack thereof, mm. let's yeah. say, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So I, did you ever have to do, when was sort of the first time, you know, that mm-hmm. you've had to have an experience like this was, yeah, the listening. I don't know. That's a good question. Nothing like pops in my head. I know we've just practiced it a little bit even more recently here on but, staff, but maybe like times of solitude. Oh yeah. You, you've had times yeah. of solitude probably of being uh-huh. alone and being encouraged to just kind of be still. Right. But that probably was maybe different than what we were going to talk about here today. Yeah. I think it wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, the emphasis wasn't necessarily on listening. It was just, just journaling, being with yeah. God, yeah. reading, Maybe yeah. living more on doing stuff than actually right. kind of receiving. Right. Yeah. And that was not, that was just me <laughs> probably how I used right. that time. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Cause I know, um, I've tried to do some of that listening on some of these, even like staff retreats we've had, or some of these like solo time, these solo few day things that I try to do mm-hmm. every now and then. And it's been pretty meaningful. Mm. It's difficult and challenging to try and be quiet and listen. Um, but it seems to be the kind of thing that I don't know. It feels like as I'm quieting myself more and more and more, and even for a longer period of time, I'm able to sort of have a sense of God's leading even more. Um, So I guess in that way, if like whatever is like prescriptive or what we challenge you with, first of all, is I think it's important to try to find times that you can be quiet. Yeah. Um, So if that's cut the noise, yeah. Cut the noise, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 
you know, building that up, if that's, if that's able where you could take a day to go away and just spend the day out, like hike, like for me, especially like I used to really always need to do it while walking mm. and I'd talk out loud while, while walking, hiking somewhere, let's say. Mm. And then I try to just be quiet and kind of let, let my mind wander a bit, but also kind of just then, then listen for the mm-hmm. Lord. But it kind of kept me from falling. Cause I'm like pretty, one yeah. of those easy fall sleepers. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody tell me this mentor, Rob, uh, Rob Lone had told me like at one point, like just Eric, if you feel like you need to fall asleep, just fall asleep. Like in your silent solitude time. In, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. feel guilty about that. Yeah. yeah. And those like prayer times, silent mm-hmm. times, like just, just let it, I think if, if you were in a pattern of always falling asleep, that's yeah. all you do, then that, that probably needs to be remedied. Sure. But I, I think with the state, I, I, I struggled like my whole young adult life with guilt mm-hmm. um, and with sort of performance for God guilt. Sure. And it was a major struggle point for me in my life that yeah. had to be like beaten out of me by my mentor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At some level, yeah. But some of that came from like um, weird prescriptions, like for yeah. him to say, Hey, maybe you shouldn't pray. Like don't mm-hmm. do a quiet time for mm-hmm. a month or like, or him. Cause it's so tied to performance for you. So tied yeah. to performance and God's being pleased or unpleased with your, right. you know, not pleased with me. And so anyway, like that's where I just, uh, I had to like huh. be okay with falling asleep. So I even just yeah. to speak freedom to some people out there. Yeah, like, absolutely. I heard a great quote last night from Cooper cup, oh. the winning receiver for yes. your LA Rams. <laughs> and uh, he, someone asked him, is this the pinnacle of your career? And he said the most amazing thing. I think he's a believer. It's not like he's a believer. He, he goes too. Yeah. He said, I don't, um, how do you say it? He goes, I don't, um, play for victory. I play from victory. Wow. That's good. good. That's really good. good. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's like really cool. You think about like faith, faith journey wise, because we absolutely do that out of the victory that we have in Jesus. Right. That's cool. We've actually, oh, and there's a lot actually. (laughs) We can talk about Super Bowl (laughs) right now. (laughs) Best commercial. (laughs) I, I don't know. I'm struggling with the best commercial. Do you have one? Uh, those like little mini, um, football players was kind of funny. I don't even know what the commercial was for. Wait, I mean, it was like little cartoon oh, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of like that one with Scarlett Johansson and uh, Colin Jost. I don't know if you saw that Amazon one where they could like read each other's minds. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like talking about being in some play, like, are you going to come? And he's like, schedule my own death for, <laughs> for right before the play. Oh, that's so great. Uh, it was just funny stuff, yeah, relationally. Okay. But yeah, I felt like it was a little bit weak commercially Yeah. this year. Yeah, but nothing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> pandemic slowed people down it was hard because you know the super bowl i'm gonna digress hard here but uh, you know <laughs> we're i was talking to somebody i was with at the game because i was at like a very small party like yeah i don't know 15 people or something uh-huh. 10, 10 15 people. and and like we're, it was with another person that wants to watch the game uh-huh and then we we're talking about how it's so hard to be social when you want to watch the game yes. and you care about the game. But then you realize, oh, I can't even be social during the commercials because the other people want to <laughs> watch, watch the watch commercials. That. Like the opposite people. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, so it's that super struggle. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like that's funny. But <laughs> the the families that I were with, the wives were t- were in the kitchen almost the whole time just talking in there and yeah. uh they had this thing where they would come in and just say a football fact to us. So they were like looking, <laughs> looking them up stuff and then up. coming in and saying it. That's hilarious. That's really, That's really funny. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So let's get into listening prayer. Yeah. So where we've we been uh, experientially, I would say as a staff and elders of our church is we've been 
sort of, I would say, experimenting or practicing with a form of listening prayer that is where we will be in a group setting and we'll have some sort of opening prayer and like out, sort of out loud prayer kind of stuff and sort of preparing our hearts. And then we go into a time of silence. And let's say that's, I don't know, it's usually like something like 10 minutes. It could be 30 minutes, but like something like 10 minutes. And, you know, people can just be quiet and listen. Like, what is the Lord guiding you towards? Now, I'm probably not going to get everything right, but Desiree Elrod, like, like she talks a lot about how different people with different giftings sort of hear from God in different ways. Sure. So depending on kind of how you're wired or how you're gifted, sometimes you would hear from God with a scripture comes yeah, to mind. Just verses would pop in your head. Yeah. Verse pop in your head or um, just a, a word from God. So that's words, but not like necessarily a scripture. Mm -hmm. um, that could be the, I love you thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So God just saying, I love you to mm -hmm. you. Now that's in the Bible and it's every, all these yeah. words should be in line with the Bible, but it wasn't like I'm giving you John right. three sixteen or something, right. you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that's words from God. And then others could be uh, pictures or images. Mm -hmm. um, so some people are like trying to listen to the Lord and they'll have in their mind. Um, you know, I had, I had, like this bride in a tattered dress. I remember mm -hmm. like hearing someone say, yeah. you know, and so then there's all this and the way they're wired and gifted and shaped. It's like that has all this sort of symbolism and meaning behind it. I'm not typically getting every once in a while. I'll have a sense of a picture, but it's sort of not how I'm wired. I don't think it's totally how you're mm -hmm. wired either. Um, and then some people, it's sort of just a sensing like a, an impression or like a sense of this is, this is trouble or this is, there's something far from God mm -hmm. in this, or there's something close or there's a deep empathy even yeah. for the person we're praying for the situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I actually do experience that kind of um, sensing a mm -hmm. lot, like on Sunday mornings during the service, I'll have a sense of like, Oh, it feels like, uh, and I, it's, this is typically not when I'm on stage mm -hmm. it's when I'm in, just in the, when I'm singing or in the crowd at some level. And it's, this sense of, oh, it feels like I have a sense that the crowd, that the people aren't in this or that mm. some, something's like something's going on in the supernatural realm that's sort of blocking our experience of yeah. God. And I'll have this sense of that and I'll pray pretty like intensely and pray mm. into that. Mm -hmm. And so now that's not happening again. That's not every week not or formula. every second yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's like a handful of times throughout a year. Yeah. But, um, but that's something that does, I, I do have, I, so I tend to be a little bit more like words versus mm -hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. So you're describing really a group that comes together to hear the voice of God together. And you were talking on Sunday about how the nation of Israel, God spoke through Moses individually, but really yes. to the people, to a group. Yes. So we were talking about, you know, creating time for sol silence and solitude individually. Yeah. And now we're talking about, okay, what does it look like as a family or as a life group yes. or as a husband and wife yes. um, or elder board <laughs> right. to, to seek the Lord together, to listen to his voice together. So you're saying, I'm just kind of recapping here. If yep. people <laughs> like, yep. were, are jogging and like, didn't no, hear totally. all that, but then uh, part of it is, okay, we're going to come together. We're going to say, okay, Lord, what do you want for us? let's just say in this next season as a church. Exactly. And then we're all kind of silent individually. Yep. And then we're asking God, okay, is there any impressions or scriptures or I guess just even words feelings or images that, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, give yeah. us during this yeah. time? Then we oh, say yeah, emotion. Yeah. It's very yeah. Incredible. And then we say amen. And then we talk about it. 
Yes. Okay. Talk about that a little bit. Right. So then people are sharing and, and sometimes it's kind of weird. I don't know. Like sometimes I, like people are sharing stuff and maybe as a words guy, I'm not connecting sometimes as much with the pictures, but what tends to happen is as more people share, it's like there tends to be a bit of like sensing some alignment or sensing mm -hmm. some like ways that different things are connecting or they're like, Oh, you know, I didn't know why I was thinking this thing, but now that you say that, you know, now that you said that mm -hmm. it sort of connects together. Uh, it's hard. I'm not giving examples. So it's kind of like, yeah. it's hard to remember exactly examples, but that's what I mean. You know, where someone has this, this image, I'm like, Oh, well God gave me this verse that totally ties to that. So I could see what God was trying to do in you with that. Right. Um, and then, you know, and then we kind of like, okay, well, mm -hmm. that's cool. That's interesting. Let's actually, so sometimes we'll be like, there's that alignment on these few things. Let's go back into silence and ask God to speak to us about that specifically. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like honed it in. Mm -hmm. And then now we're trying to say, okay, let's listen to this bit. Right. So let's say like we even did this with our elders and a few of our, our um, uh, pastoral staff went on a retreat. We we're trying to say, Lord, how... What values even of our church or what things do you want us to be pressing into in this next season? And uh, then we wanted to even be like listening for some ways of like, God, how are you speaking to us of ways we could actually live that out? Mm -hmm. And so it was feeling from what people were saying. It was very clear that there was this sense of dependence was, mm -hmm. you know, was kind of coming out of the different things that God yeah. was saying. But it was kind of happened stage by stage by stage. So it took like a few times yeah. of that to come together. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I should have brought like and notes, this is why but it's I'm a, like And this is why out. it's sort of a practice yeah. too, because yeah. I even sensed in that time, there's, we're all kind of doers and leaders. Mm -hmm. So it was a sense of like, okay, we got our thing. Now let's make some plans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so tricky, right? Like, yeah. but then you also, we're not called to monastasy. We're not called just to like right. be in the desert. At least at this point, we're not, I don't think we're called to that. Right. So, um, or not, some, const, not a constant. Right. So say a husband and wife, you're both, okay, let's listen to God. If we should move to Tennessee, for instance, <laughs> I feel like yeah. everyone's wanting to move to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. Should we move to Tennessee? So you have some individual time, you're waiting, listening on God, you come back, you know, I have this verse about <laughs> the Israelites yeah. picking up their tents and moving. Right. Okay. Well, right. I had this verse about, uh, being rooted in God's love and like, okay, does rooted mean something or like, <laughs> and then kind yeah. of talking that out. Okay. Well, let's bring this idea of God. Do you want our roots to be, I don't know. I'm kind of butchering right. this a little bit, but like walking through a process, right. but then they're at some point you do need to act on that. If you're hearing God mm -hmm. obey him. But then I guess there's also this tension of like wanting to wait long enough. Right. Are you, do you follow that? Yeah, absolutely. I think too, like some of it is like, you have to be willing in those settings. You have to be super honest. Mm -hmm. You can't fake it. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be willing to be like, Nope, didn't get anything in that time. Yeah. You know, I That's just, okay. I was sitting there my mind was wandering. I was thinking about something else or I was just blank or I just was feeling like, it's just a sweet time with the Lord, but yeah. I don't have anything to share. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that has to be okay or else the whole thing is corrupted. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. so like that's where, yeah, just trying to, yeah, you just can't manufacture something. So mm -hmm. you, you have to try to listen to the Lord about like, let's say if this rooted or it's hard because that example was like one sounds like if you both come in with conflicting right. things, maybe you got to like, <laughs> that's start, what I mean. I kind of butchered it. it. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like that's where, like, I think you can really, 
find some cool alignment that yeah. that is from God together. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, for like a married couple or even a dating couple or a group of friends, mm-hmm. like you said, or a life group mm-hmm. or a family, um, it sounds really cool for for you to just have that sort of togetherness in Mm. feeling like God is leading you to, you know, as a group. Right. Um, And that's, that's cool. And it might even just be some cool stuff to encourage you about, Mm -hmm. you know, or some things to to think about like, wow, okay. That was a beautiful image of God's love for someone or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that could be, that could be interesting. And, you know, I think it's helpful to have maybe somebody like, like anything, it can be helpful to have somebody with a little bit of experience that's yeah. with you and kind of helping guide and, yeah. um, and walking along that road with you. Yeah. Um, some of this stuff, you know, is people can, um, learn from like being like part of some of these trainings that Desiree Elrod does, who is like the, who leads our prayer ministry here at Calvary. And so she's done some different trainings or has this whole like prayer ministry team, prayer team that like takes through like a more extended training. But then we've also been doing this understanding spiritual authority cohort, which is called spiritual authority, but it's like about a lot more than that. Mm. Um, and so we'll do another one of those next year. We've mentioned that here. We'll start that in the fall again, which I think can be a great way to kind of like to you talk l- about listening prayer in there. Yeah. We mm-hmm. talk about listening prayer in there. And in addition to some other cool things, but just to help you learn some of this stuff in a way that's like with a little bit of guidance yeah. and you don't, you know, I, I don't believe you have to have the guidance. I'm not sure. saying like you have to have like a pastor telling you how to do things, right. you know, cause I, I think that you can do more mm-hmm. on your own than you think. But I also have this book. I think I've mentioned this book before, but it's called a guide for listening and inner healing prayer by Rusty Rustenbach. Hmm. Rustenbach. I don't know. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool book, actually. It's got a lot of cool stuff, but it even has like a whole section on like listening prayer guidelines. Mm. Um, yeah. So it says even still and quiet yourself before God. So first, you, you know, you just want to, I think you have to breathe out like the you know, mm. the struggles of the day. And, right. you know, we even recommend a lot of times to people, like even as your quiet time, like have a journal next to yeah. you. And when your mind wanders, write that thing down. Write your grocery then, list out. Yeah, write yeah. your grocery list out. Think about it later. Um, and that's, that's a good thing to do. And then you won't have to stress the whole time that you're Mm -hmm. forgetting it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then it says, exercise the authority of Christ over all the other voices that seek to speak to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's it's a bit of a prayer of, of rebuking the enemy and, you know, and, and really inviting Jesus to, to speak and, and saying like, look, the enemy has no place in, in my heart and mind. This is, this is a place that is only for God. And you can speak that authoritatively and declaratively, like in, in a strong way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's even got this sort of a prayer like this in the name of Jesus Christ. I command any voice other than the one true God, um, from speaking or interfering with this time. That's good. And he even says like, say it out loud. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know. It's interesting to me. And that's, so it's like preparing all this stuff's preparing and then ask Jesus to come in a very special way and manifest his presence. So you're, you're, you're asking and seeking him to be part of that. And then ask Jesus to search your heart and bring up anything that needs his healing. And so even some of that listening could be a listening, Lord, what needs to be healed in me and my inner spirit? Like right. what's, what's broken? What's hurt inside yeah. me? Like bring that out. And that could be what the whole time is. And that's even still just on the prep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then he says, ask Jesus to communicate with you. Um, and then wait in silence for God's communication. And so he, he does even recommend some, some questions um, that you would ask so that it's good to, 
to ask a question, like kind of like Co recommended, right? Like John Co recommended for me. So Jesus, what is like, what would you have for me today? Like, what, what do you want me to think about today? God, mm-hmm. why did I get, or if it's like something that's going on in your life, God, why did I get so angry during my conversation with my wife? Oh, that's good. What was being stirred up? So right. you have a blow up like that. So instead of just, so I'm all for, I'm a huge advocate for therapy and counseling and all that. But I think often, I think we've almost pendulum swung so far that it's like, only counseling is the only thing that like works nowadays, mm-hmm. like the way we've, as we've sort of been open to therapeutic practice. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm just like, Hey, you know what? That, that is really good. And you should do that. Yes. But maybe there's some things you can do that are like spiritual right. and with the Lord first or in addition yeah. to, or whatever. Yeah. And I think that could be powerful. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people in therapy simply finally start like thinking about processing those same questions. questions. So, okay. So those questions again were Jesus, what would you have for me today? Yeah. Or like what's, what, yeah. I think there could be some other ones, but this book just says like, that would be a cool morning for me today. Morning listening. Yeah. And then at night, why, or help me understand why this reaction or Mm -hmm. what'd you say? It was, um, well, so him, why did I get so angry during my conversation with my wife? What was being stirred up? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so you could just be looking back on your day and think, oh, man, that one interaction at work, let me, let's talk to God mm-hmm. about that. Let me listen to the Lord about that or, yeah. or, um, yeah, anyway, some, something big that you've, you know, there could be decisions that you're right. making in your life. Um, and then it says, wait in silence for God's communication. So yeah. then just be quiet. And that's the hardest part. It is. It's such the hardest part. And then he encourages to write down the impressions God gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that again is a scripture, a word, an image, a yeah. feeling, a me- you know, an emotion, um, any of those things, like to write those down. And I think you were just talking like on our last episode about like prayer, looking back right. on prayer journals, yeah, and how meaningful that can be, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so we we just want to humbly, lovingly invite you to begin practicing prayer like this. Um, Maybe prayer has been a bit one-sided for you. It's been more of us speaking rather than listening. And as Eric said on Sunday, it's a two-way relationship. We see that with the people in uh, the book of Numbers as God speaks to them. And so this is just kind of something we want to be practicing as a church, as leadership. Again, walking humbly with it. Mm-hmm. We haven't all figured it out. And then making sure that it's biblical too. Yeah. Um, but we want to invite you to do that. Ask these, this would be two perfect questions yeah. to listen and ask the Lord this week about, huh? Yeah, that'd be really cool. Another good book is um, this book, Hearing God by Dallas Willard, who yeah. is sort of like, a, a lot of the, these sorts of books sometimes are, are written by people that are pretty, like often are kind of in this more charismatic camp, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, or Pentecostal camp. Mystical, yeah. Um, and and some of them are, are like very like biblically sound in, in that, you know, more in that like leaning or they might be more kind of like, I don't know. And I guess that's where it's like more similar to like our biblical approach. Well, any practice can be abused, right? Right. You can read the scriptures and abuse them by taking them out of context. Yeah. I think with hearing from God, we've all have the caricature of the health, wealth, prosperity guy on yes. cable TV saying, God's <laughs> told me that you need to give me money. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. God, it seems like in those situations, God never tells that 
pastor to give away money. It's always that he tells him to give. Exactly. It's something for him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. God told me I need a private jet. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, if people want to give me a private jet, that's, that's what, how God leads you. No, just kidding. Uh, uh, I do not want that, actually, at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but anyway, that book, Hearing God by Dallas Word, who's like more of this sort of philosopher, theologian, yeah. which is kind of a cool, like, different angle on that kind of thinking. Yeah. Um, and I, and you'd found some thoughts from him that I thought were pretty helpful. Yeah. Willard talks about, and I think it's from that book. He says, um, here's some markers of how God speaks to me. It's always in calm authority. It's never loud or hysterical. It's exalted peace with sweet reasonableness. I think that was mm. kind of a cool phrase. Yeah. It's gentle, like the spirit of Jesus. And in my experience, God's voice is normally like the gentle roar of the ocean waves. It's peaceful and pure, yet powerful. I think that's, those are kind of cool descriptions yeah. of how Willard senses God speaks to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not out of control. It's not wild mm -hmm. and extravagant necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the still small voice. You know You know what I feel like I have to say to what you just said? Hmm. <laughs> wow, just big applause. Yes! <laughs> feel about our listener right now do we feel good about them oh yeah i feel great about our listener incredible people wow, we love you love you guys them. are all wonderful to stick in with us on this i just feel like you're close to my whoa i didn't even know you had that one heartbeat wait how many you're holding out on some of the sound effects aren't you i haven't seen them all heard them yeah, all yeah i don't think we're ever gonna really yeah it doesn't seem like something we would do <laughs> maybe if we have david mitchell on we'll have to use that yeah, now that he's not on staff anymore, yeah. he's loose cannon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. That's like some some beginnings, right, on mm -hmm. all this. And I think that um, there's there's more, obviously, like all this. But I think these are some good first steps for people to take and yeah. to consider when it comes to this. I'd, so I'd say start practicing. Start yeah. trying. If they want to check out some of these books that we've talked about, whether that's Listening and Inner Healing Prayer whether that's Hearing God by Dallas Willard, um, you know, there's some other good stuff. And yeah. I think even chatting with some people like, you know, like us or with mm -hmm. Desiree, mm -hmm. um, others at church, there's some folks too that are even part of that. Oh dear, I'm about to say some names, but I'm probably going to forget somebody, so I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyways. But, you know, like Ryan and Katie Hedges are really involved in that. Huh. Ryan Kennedy is really involved in that. Christy Slack, mm -hmm. um, Natalie Comstock, um, Oh dear, um, Steve Lund, I think. Who've been practicing um, some of these, yeah. hearing from God in groups and helping facilitate some of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's been really cool um, just to, to see how those those folks have been growing in that. Yeah. And then obviously Brandon Elrod as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like a lot of people could be good people to sort of, oh, I wanna talk through some of this and, mm -hmm. and, and process that, you know, for yeah, me. Yeah, and I think this whole conversation is encouraging to me when we look at oh, the book Eric. at home. Oh yeah, yeah. Our spiritual formation yes. pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's give a clap for Aaron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, way to go, Aaron. Home. Good yes. job, Aaron. Home. Um, but uh, this is just encouraging. You look at the book of Numbers. You almost feel a little bit of jealousy, like oh, they got to hear from God so clearly and yeah. powerfully, and and yet that Jesus Christ same yesterday, today, and forever. And so yes. we can also experience and practice the same thing. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that we can hear from the voice of God through the scripture and through God speaking into our hearts and minds and through each other. Mm -hmm. um, so I wholeheartedly believe that. And I know that that's been a difficult thing for probably like what 
Calvary's church tradition has been. I think, you know, in our history, we it's were not been a point of emphasis. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think we were even like a cessationist fundamentalist church, like early, you know, in those early years. Mm-hmm. And so in that sort of strict dispensationalist kind of way that mm-hmm. no, the work of the spirit, like in these sorts of radical ways is ended. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so um, like that, but I don't think that's true personally. Mm-hmm. So um Anyway, that's uh, that's cool. So, any nonsense we want to talk about though as we get into the next bit? Whew. How do you transition from I know. hearing from the well, Almighty, powerful, amazing God to well? I think it's life. the fact that we are disappointed in our listeners because we hear from God, but not from you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good transition okay okay that got me in the right frame right, of mind there you go yeah we have what you're trying to say is we had zero emails yeah and we like begged last week like podcast like po- calvarylife.org please send something yeah i think it was like we even like posted it on our social <laughs> yeah. media it's nothing still nothing you know but uh i did oh i did talk to ben harris about his uh church discipline okay issues that, that we talked about last yeah. week um and so i i I'm not sure if he showed up today at God's house care, but okay. he said he would. Okay. He said he'd be, he'd do, he'd do it's his encouraging. Time. Yeah. Yes. That's really encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, but that's he said great. that was actually like a long con on his part to try to get us to talk about the matrix on the show. And we did. So oh. he said he was doing that as like a side angle okay. to get us to talk about the matrix. So, okay, oh, that, this is just a good side note for me to want to bring up. So right. uh, one of the Super Bowl commercials was advertising Jurassic Park oh, yeah. 12 or something. Yeah. How come we just have so many tired remakes of good movies? Right, like another Spider-Man. Like yeah, really another Matrix, Spider-Man. another, Matrix. yeah, I just wish there was fresh new stories. Absolutely, I agree. They're doing like another Lord, of, there's a Lord of the Rings ad because there's going to be like a, a Amazon TV show that's what? like, Lord of the Rings based like early before The Hobbit, I think. Okay, question on that. Yeah. So did Tolkien write other Lord of the Rings books? I mean, I know there's The Hobbit. Uh, there's Hobbit. Hobbit. And then Lord of the Rings, just three books. Is there any other books that he wrote in yeah. that kind of genre? So the Silmarillion, <laughs> maybe you've heard of that. Oh, man. So it's like super nerd. It's like the <laughs> ultimate nerdiest book by Tolkien. Because yeah. it's like very obscure and detailed and it's not just like the flow of like one story from right. it's like a lot of different stuff so it's no good and i i even like i'm a pretty big nerd right yeah and i really really struggle with it um so like it it was not that enjoyable to me but, okay. but he's opened up and the thing is like even in the lord of the rings they'll mention like histories so back in this age and all this stuff happened but it'll just be like one paragraph about it hmm. so i think what the as far as I can tell, I think what the story or what this series is doing is it's like based on some reference to an earlier time. They're, okay. they're developing it out. Right. You know, I heard it's like, so <laughs> I just feel so nerdy. So I yeah, talk about we this may stuff. need to edit this. So, you know, the lady Galadriel, do you know who that is? No. Galadriel is like this elf woman that is like the voiceover at the beginning, you know, like when the camera is like panning over and it's right. Kate, I got a true Kate con- Blanchett's I voice. got a true confession here. Hey, another confession. You've never seen it? I've like casually watched, I think, two of the three movies. Oh my goodness! I like, like five hours each. I went to like midnight showings of these <laughs> back in the day <laughs> with people like Sean Mitchell and stuff that oh, go here. You know, great. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I can read biographies all day. I love nonfiction. Okay, fiction, movies, books. I don't know something about it. 
Okay, so here, I have a theory about people that don't like fiction. <laughs> well, you, okay, what is it? That they have no soul. <laughs> That's exactly when somebody says to me, like, I don't like coffee. Yeah, all yeah. I hear is, like, I hate puppies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I understand how you could feel like that. But don't you think, okay, so you, you believe we can learn from narrative. True, right? yes. Only God narrative. Oh, or... there's beautiful stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think we can be inspired and excited and just, I don't know. I love, I love fiction. Yeah. I'm a big fiction guy. I read probably 75% fiction to 25% And I think that's good. I'm not knocking it. I think that's actually probably a healthy way yeah, for maybe. you to kind of escape a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is a, like my right before bed, like as I fall asleep, yes. it's always fiction. Yes. Because I don't like reading serious stuff at that point. I just uh -huh. want to like fall asleep to it. I don't want to like take notes or get my mind thinking. Yeah. I just kind of want to drift off. Yeah. Have I told you what I do to like I have a Kindle and oh, then gosh. I like. So I go, a, here we go, people. Are you ready yeah, for yeah. this? So I lay on my side. This is Eric's very bedtime yes, routine. This is, this is like, I think this could change people's lives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you buy Kindle, okay. whatever, like just the cheap, sure. cheap, normal Kindle. Yeah. And then you, it, you get a cover for it, like okay. just like the normal kind of cover. Uh -huh. And the cover flips open all the way so it kind of, the Kindle can sit up, like it makes like an A-frame kind yes. of thing, you know? And so the Kindle can just set on your bed or on a surface. So what I do is I lay it on my bed next to me, okay. and I just lay on my side, okay. and I look at it, and then you can just, all you have to do is tap the screen to turn the page, and I just tap it, and then all of a sudden, I just fall asleep, and the Kindle churns off on its own. So I have no light on. I have to turn off. So when you wake up in the morning, it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. Usually, abandoned. Usually in the middle of the night, B will have angrily knocked it down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll kind of like tuck it under my pillow. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it's okay. But you don't have to have your light on and be reading your book yes. and then have to like turn your light off. That's like a, a okay. move I don't want to have to make. Right. Okay. Listener, you just <laughs> learned... Number one, Eric's inner habits, but also maybe a tip for you as yes. well. I think that's but, great. But you do have to be prepared to have, um, if you are <laughs> married and have someone sharing your bed with you, you do have to be prepared for them to be kind of upset because I do take up, I take up like more room than I probably should. And oh, B's always so like, funny. like kind of sigh annoyed that like yes. sigh annoyed that your wife can do, yes. you know, um, <laughs> just kind of a constant state for me. Sigh annoyed. <laughs> I think you should stop. It's Valentine's okay. Day. Hey, oh, let's talk about that. It's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day as we're recording this. Yes. So, so it'll probably be a couple days later or like yes. six months later when you're listening. Who knows? <laughs> right? But um, <laughs> but what are you doing for Valentine? Are you, are you a big Valentine's couple? Uh, yes and no. Like Marie loves kind of putting up Valentine's decorations around her house. She makes it a big deal for our kids. Yes, so it's just yes, sweet. So yes. on Saturday morning, we did like. Uh, French toast and her and I wrote cards to the kids oh, and gave them some chocolates. 12th, that's not Valentine's Right, Day. I know, I know. Oh, I'm okay. thinking ahead. Um, <laughs> but she's really practical and I think we're kind of on the same page where we don't like to go out today Yeah, because it feels like it's commercialized, it's busy, it's yeah. expensive. Yeah. So we look for an opportunity to go somewhere else. Yep. So, or yeah. so a different day, I should say. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But, we but, man, maybe some Guys who've been married more than my 19 years could speak into this. Does that mean I do nothing today? Because I haven't done anything yet. And it's 3 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. So, see, this is what I think is the problem. This is the trap. With your Saturday morning thing that you did. Yes. With the kids. Because. You get no credit. You get no credit. Like yes. Because if you're doing that thing. So, like, 
I'm not saying do it like me. I'm sorry, but I kind of am. Well, no, tell me what you're doing. Okay, so like what we do is it was like always make Valentine's Day dinner at home for okay. the for the kids. That's tonight. And sir, like we would dress up like fancy oh. and like put like a towel over your arm and yeah. like serve them like Martinelli cider and like a That's cool. in like a wine glass and stuff. Uh-huh. And then cook something like they love scallops, so we'd always like cook something fancy yeah. like scallops. And then. Um, and so that's what we would do. And so that's what we're doing. It's weird, though, because now we're in our first year of having one kid out of the right. house. So we'll do that for Ella tonight. But um, it also just feels a little bit weirder, like serving one person, you know, I think. But it'll be cool. But, yeah. You should but, drive the scallops up to. Up to Grace? Yeah. Oh. It'd be gross by then, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just think you got to mix in something yep. today. Something today. You something gotta do time stamped today. February 14th. So I think like. I did like a little post today. Okay. To say, so it's like, oh, it's a little I love you moment. Oh, like right? social media post? I did a little little Instagram story. What? Picture okay. of B and I. She's the absolute best. I love you, B. Happy Valentine's Day. And then I actually say on here, real small, we don't really do much on this day. Just cook a special dinner for the girls and relax. We go on dates all the time, not some rando Monday that the deep state wants me to celebrate. <laughs> I said oh, that that's a, funny. I said that as a joke, the deep state <laughs> thing. But like, um, or the whole thing as a joke. Can but, you just send that to me and I'll just repost it? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine it's a picture of b and i and you're like i love you marie and she's just like why have a picture of Eric i'm totally and gonna do it i'm gonna do it <laughs> okay if you do that if you do that i'll give you some sort of prize i don't know if you actually post repost my picture <laughs> and say happy valentine's marie i will take you to lunch whoa yeah i'll take you to lunch or, if you could take both Marie and I'll lunch, take that, would, that would cover my I'll Valentine's. I'll take you Marie to lunch for Valentine's Day. No, All right, this is getting funny. ridiculous. Okay, yeah, it is getting ridiculous. This has been good, though. Yep. Um, so hopefully it sounds good and uh, tell us what to tweak and we'll make it better in the future. Um, and then hopefully mostly you just give us a lot of... Because <laughs> we're desperate. You know, we're people that just need a lot of affirmation. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, Matt. You are an incredible host on this show. Thank and, you. Uh, Thanks for leading us. Yeah. It's great. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.